Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Koski, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. Listeners, I am so excited for you to hear this week's episode on doing divorce different. I have the lovely Dr. Debbie Silber, an amazing woman who went through a difficult time of betrayal and actually got her PhD and studied it. She has information on discoveries that she made from a study on the experience of betrayal. She has five action steps of the betrayal process and how to get through it. And when you know you're healed, she is a wealth of information, so fun to listen to, and so much learning to be had for the opportunity to heal from a betrayal. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my parenting plan course. It can help you no matter where you live and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce, or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married. This parenting plan is here to help you parent together, even if you're not together, because we all know that that is what is best for our children. We can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now, go to lisakoski.com, check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own through my online course. Check it out now. Welcome listeners. I am sitting in my barn studio today, just feeling so much gratitude. I have Dr. Debbie Silber, here with me today. And I'm just, I'm kind of overwhelmed that I get to have all these great people on my podcast to share with listeners. But Dr. Debbie is um, kind of the expert on betrayal. And you're the, she's the founder of the Post Betrayal Transformation Institute. She's uh, did a PhD study on how we experience betrayal. And I'm so interested in learning more about that. Um, she's an author, 
a podcast host, and we're going to have all those connections um, in our show notes. But Dr. Debbie, what I usually like to do, what my listeners are used to is hearing, because I have these great, amazing people that are doing what they're doing because of something in their life that brought them here. So if you could start out by sharing that, and then I have a whole bunch of questions. Sure, of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's my 30th year in business. And as life would change, so would business. I don't think anybody says, you know, I think I want to study betrayal. No, <laughs> you said it because you have to. And I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. A few years later, it happened again. This time it was my husband. Anybody who's been through that, you're shocked, you're blindsided, you're devastated. Life as you've known it is no longer. So that was the deal breaker. Uh, so I got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences thinking, okay, well, what's similar to these two? Of course me, but what else? And I realized boundaries were always getting crossed. I never really took my needs seriously. And I'm one of those believers in, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was four kids, six dogs, a, a thriving business. And I said, that's it. I'm going back for a PhD. But like a book wasn't getting me out of this mess. I needed a whole PhD. <laughs> it, was, it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation. Okay. Human, human potential. Because I was changing so much, I didn't quite understand what was happening. He was too on his own, wasn't really ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I study betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Would you mind sharing? I'm so interested to hear this. I can't wait. What are those three things that you learned through that study? Yeah, sure. You know, the first one was, I had a feeling that betrayal was a different type of crisis, different type of trauma. You know, originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, post-traumatic growth is if you can imagine kind of an upside <laughs> of trauma, how that crisis, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever it is, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective that you didn't have. But I had been through death of a loved one and I'd been through disease. And I was like, nope, betrayal feels different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everyone else. So I asked all of my study participants, if you've been through other traumas, does betrayal feel different for you? Hands down, unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the self is shattered. And has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. You know, like if you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss. Yep. You don't question your sanity. You know, you, right. You don't, right? You don't take it maybe personally. You don't lose your ability to trust. So betrayal was so different that it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It's like, yeah, you have to rebuild your life, but you also have to rebuild the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. And that's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. So that was the first discovery. 
All right, and wrote it down. What was your second discovery? The second one was that there's actually this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. So we've had easily 60, 70,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. You know, the first thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. Well, mm -hmm. I have proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. Um, there's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. So we know you cannot count on time to heal it. It won't work. Or you can't count on another relationship to heal it either. It shows itself in other relationships. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. Um, and then every few months, I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. Would you like me to read some? Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. Because it would be really awkward and weird if you said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now imagine 60, 70,000 people, men, women, just about every country's represented. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. So you sleep, you wake up, you're exhausted. That's I know your adrenals have tanked. 47% mm -hmm. have weight changes. Maybe in the beginning, you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% right. have a digestive issue, and that's anything. Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea. Most common mental symptoms. 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% can't concentrate. You still have to raise your kids. You still have to work. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are really angry. And it's really common to bounce back and forth between those two. 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed, just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book Trust again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward and 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Well, and Dr. Debbie, as you were talking about this, I couldn't help but wonder, do you think there are a lot of people that don't even realize that the betrayal hurt is what's causing all these symptoms? They kind of pushed it and don't even look at it. Uh, it's so I love that you said that. Here's the thing. The stats I read, first of all, you didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. These numbers are right. right. What's, even, what's even crazier is these stats aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. They're from some, they could very likely be from something that happened decades ago. So now imagine your parent did something awful. Yeah, kid, your boyfriend, a girlfriend who broke your heart in high school, they may not even know, care or even remember. And here we are living in that state of hypervigilance with the gut issue, exhausted, anxious, based on something that person did years ago. I mean, I when you're talking, I can only imagine that betrayal has touched almost every soul that walks this earth. Yeah. 
It's, it's so staggering. And, and, you know, think about it. The reason why it hurts so much, this is the person, these are the people you trusted the most. Mm -hmm. This is the person, these are the people who gave you that sense of safety and security. So when that's the very person to shatter that sense of safety and security, it's traumatizing. Mm -hmm. You know, if the person you trust the most proves untrustworthy, like who do you trust? And what's so natural is you don't trust your betrayer and then you don't trust yourself. I'm like, right. I feel like I'm a bright person. How did I not see? How did I not know? So if you don't trust the person you trusted mm -hmm. the most and now you don't trust yourself, well, how in the world can you trust in everything and anyone, right? So it's it, the ripple effect is enormous and it will not heal on its own. It's deliberate and intentional to heal. I can't wait to talk more about that, but I need to not forget to do the third thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this for me was the most exciting of the three discoveries. And what we discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal, I mean symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, like I just shared, mm -hmm. to that whole rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five proven predictable stages. And What's even better about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally in each stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. There is now a roadmap. If you are willing, we gotcha. You can totally move through the stages and I'm happy to share them if you'd like me to. I would love you to. I'm taking, I'm feverishly taking notes. I'm well, ready to write fast with this one because here we go. Okay. All right, honey, go. So, Five. They're all Five. mapped out in trust again. It's what we teach in the PBT Institute. Our coaches are all certified in it, but here's a distilled version. So, stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everyone, me too, was this real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, mm -hmm. and kind of neglecting the emotional, the spiritual feeling and being, right? Mm -hmm. So if a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over, well, that's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day, the scariest of all of the stages, and it's the breakdown of the body the mind and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Mm -hmm. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. Mm -hmm. This makes no sense. You're, you're just, you know, you're in this weird time warp, everything sounds crazy thing. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. It's the rules that govern you that prevent chaos. Trust this person. Don't go there. This is how life works. And in one moment or series of moments, every rule you've ever had to be real and true is no longer. The bottom has bottomed out and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So it's terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Where do I go? How do I feed my kids? Right? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, is the most common place to get stuck. stuck. And so many people you know are in stage three right now. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. 
And because you don't know there's anywhere else to go, you don't know there's a stage four or stage five, transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because you don't know there's anywhere else to go, we start planting roots here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. We plant roots here, four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these small self benefits from being here. You know, think about it. You get to be right. You get your story. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. Mm -hmm. You know, you get sympathy from everyone you tell your story to. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I forgot. I'm not trusting anybody. You plant deep, right? So you plant right. deeper roots. You're not supposed to, but you don't know that. And now that you're here longer than you should be, the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So you plant, you plant deeper roots. Yes. Again, you're not supposed to stay here, but you don't know that. Now, because these are the thoughts you're thinking, this is the energy you're putting out. So like energy attracts like energy. So now you start calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. The misery loves company crowd. They come around now too, right? It gets mm -hmm. worse. I'll get you out of here though. Because it feels so bad, but you don't know there's anywhere else to go, right here you resign yourself. You're like, this stinks, but, but I need to get through my day. So you start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, whatever it is, keeping busy, to numb, avoid, and distract yourself from, what's, from this painful place you're in. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit. A year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can honestly see someone 20 years later and say, you know, that emotional eating you're doing or that numbing in front of the TV, that overworking, that drinking, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. Right. They would say it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And again, I can't help but think about how it's the unawareness. It, they're not even aware of just, and you just said that, and that's what was going through my mind. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, trust again has the five stages, but I found that everybody is getting stuck in stage three. So from hardened to healed is just for stage three. I'm like, uh -huh. you bothered going through it. Why are you stopping there? You know, right. you want to yourself to move through the stages. Anyway, so if you're, but this is the, the, everybody gets stuck here. So common. If you're willing, willingness is a big word. If you're willing to grieve, mourn the lost bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four, and this is where transformation begins. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, you know, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. In that, right, in that decision, you start turning down the stress response. Now you're not healing just yet, but you just stopped the massive damage you've been causing in stages two and stage three. Mm -hmm. Stage four kind of feels like if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, all your stuff isn't there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. That's the feeling, mm -hmm. right? But here's the thing. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in your new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, you've outgrown them right here. You don't take them with you. If they don't rise, they don't come. And people ask me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they just don't come with you. You, you, you just don't, you don't, uh, 
you see the need to bring them along anymore. And mm-hmm. it can be really uncomfortable. You're like, wait a second, all my people, what's happening? Very common. When you're in stage four, you're making it cozy. You're making it kind of mentally home. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the room for that earlier. Now you do. Your, your mind is healing. You're making new rules, new boundaries based on what you see so clearly now. And you have a new worldview based on the road you just traveled. And the four legs of that table, in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're so solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Oh, those, are, those are so good and so hopeful. Um, that there is healing in this. So if someone is becoming aware that they're going through this, they're probably stuck and they're going to need that book that you just held up. <laughs> the From Hardened to Healed? Yes, From Hardened to Healed to get through that. Um, and then, you know, tr- starting to make a new home. And, you know, I'm thinking about this, like some people may be married for a really long time and still be with that person. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I just, there's so many ways I want to take this. <laughs> okay. The first thing is I would tell you, um, there were three groups in my study who did not heal. One group, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of financial fear, not wanting to break up a family, um, fear of being alone, religious reasons. That was a big one. They just did all they could to turn the other cheek, look the other way. I saw two things with this group. Number one, a further deterioration of the relationship. And number two, this group by far was the most physically ill. Okay. Your broken heart can handle that. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to marriage, I have seen also, this is, betrayal is the complete and utter death and destruction of the old. Now, That allows for the birth of the new, whether that's a new you or a new collective you. And and here's what I mean. Rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move on. And that's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely new, like from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. And that's what I did with my husband not long ago as two totally transformed people. Um, we married each other again. New rings, new vows. I was going to ask you, I, you've got a great TED Talk out yeah, there. And I listened to that and I thought, oh, I kind of want to hear more about that. But I didn't want to push it. So thank you for bringing that up. So you went through a divorce. You were betrayed. You did. Well, I was never divorced. We separated. Oh, yeah. you didn't divorce. Okay. Right. You separated. Mm-hmm. You healed. You worked through this by getting, is this when you were going through your, getting your PhD? Yeah. And here's the thing though. And and what I see so often is people are so insistent on staying with that person who hurt them and it really prevents their growth. And what I see is then you start healing, but you know what you do? So often you sabotage your healing because you don't want to outgrow that person. Big mistake. What what I see working so beautifully is 
when you've been betrayed, everything's been destroyed. This is your perfect opportunity to heal. Now, a lot of people are too afraid to do this, but here's the thing. Without any agenda, without any expectation of anything, your goal is to get to your best place, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Now, here's the thing. That other person on their own can say, I better step up my game to meet the strength of this person or not. You know, betrayal will show you who someone truly is, or it can wake them up just as big of a shock as it is for the betrayed. It can be for the betrayer too, when they lose, when they realize what they've lost. Mm -hmm. Right. So when the person who's been betrayed does the work to heal physically, mentally, and emotionally, they are showing up as a very different type of person. The other person on their own, if they're willing to do the work, they can heal physically, mentally, and emotionally. And then there's that potential to meet up again from a very different place. But what happens so often is the pain is so great. There's the, the person who's been betrayed. They're so sad. They're so lonely. They're like, okay, let's just forget it. Let's just get back together. There's no growth there. So right. betrayal is a classic sign of an unhealed betrayal. So can you say that one more time? A repeat betrayal. Repeat. The faces, let's say the faces change or not. You keep going from partner to partner to partner, friend yeah. to friend to friend, boss to boss to boss, or the same partner over and over and over again, and nothing changes. That's because in that you have a repeat betrayal. That's because you keep bringing the same you, and so you keep showing up as the same you, and you meet up with someone who is a match for that energy. Like, look at my experience. First, it was my family, and, and I was like, okay, let me just try to figure out how to heal from this. Right. And then it was my husband. And then for me to enroll in a PhD program, I had never done anything like that. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, how I was going to do it. I had never done anything for myself like that. It changed my whole life. Lesson learned. You know, there's a there's a powerful lesson that, that we need to learn. I'm not saying, suggesting for a second that the betrayal is your fault, but it is your opportunity. What is that lesson? Maybe it's that you are lovable, worthy, deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is. You know, until you get that, you're going to keep getting those opportunities until you learn that lesson. I, and I, I, I wrote this down because you said it before too, because this is putting a positive spin on it for me. It's an opportunity to grow. That's what I tell my people going through their divorce. It is an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity for you. And I love that you're making it kind of in a, a positive light, even though it's a horrible thing to go through, it's going to get you to the other side, stronger, better, who you really are. Um, okay. I have, I'm just going to try to ask three more questions in the time that we have left. So um, if, what questions can we ask ourselves to, to become aware, to see if we're numbing or avoiding, what can people ask themselves? And here's the thing. If you are numbing, avoiding, distracting, you're not going to heal. Right. If you think it may make the day a bit easier to get through, not without a price that's holding back your healing. So you want to ask yourself, I have these four questions that, that I like to ask people to see if this is what they're doing. The first one is, am I numbing, avoiding, distracting? If so, how? Call yourself on it. Do you walk into right. the kitchen, you're not the least bit hungry, and you're you know in the cabinets? Do you go into a room and you put the TV on because you are desperately trying to drown out the sound of your own thoughts, right? The second question, what am I pretending not to see? Right. Mm -hmm. My pretending not to see my relationship is in trouble. My pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention. My pretending not to see I hate my job. What are you pretending not to see? The third question, what's life going to look like in five to 10 years if I do nothing? 
play out what you've been doing five to 10 years. Ooh, we don't like doing that, but play it out. How does that look in 10 years, five to 10 years, doing exactly what you're doing now? And the fourth question, what can life look like in five to 10 years if I change now? I'm not saying that that change is easy, but transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. oh, so many good quotes. All right, I'm going to go to, um, oh, this is another question that I have. Okay, I only have two more that I'm going to ask. Um, how do you know if you're healed from betrayal? When do you know that it's actually happened and you're there? Yeah, you know, an unhealed betrayal affects your health, your work, your relationship. It shows up in every single area of life. When you've completely healed, you have not only rebuilt your life, you rebuilt yourself. There's a, there's this confidence. There's this level of strength. In, you know, there's this level of joy. You have healed from one of the most painful of the human experiences. You are not showing up as that old version of you. There are new boundaries in place. You love yourself. You respect yourself. I mean, it's a whole new way of showing up. And, and betrayal really lends itself to creating a new identity. You take all the parts of you that you love, you leave behind everything that no longer serves, and you create a version of you uh, that never would have had the opportunity to show up had that not happened. Yep. Okay, I love that. Create a new identity. Okay, my last question for you and this has been so good, is how do you learn to trust again? Yeah. You know, there's a four-part trust rebuilding process that I teach just to, to give you um, like a visual. I look at trust as a brick wall. The only way I know of a brick wall being built is brick by brick by brick, right? Well, it's the same thing with trust. Every opportunity that person has to show that they're trustworthy, that's one brick in that brick wall. Well, now think about it. In one earth-shattering moment, they can just shatter the whole thing. You can look at the rubble of bricks and say, I don't have the least bit of interest in watching that thing get rebuilt. You walk away. However, if you are willing, that would be the job of the betrayed. If you're willing to watch that brick wall be rebuilt, the other person has to be a really good bricklayer. Mm -hmm. And it goes up the same way it went up the first time, brick by brick by brick. Every opportunity they have to show that they're trustworthy, one brick in that brick wall. But here's what I see. I see the brick wall is shattered. The other person doesn't have much of an interest in rebuilding it. So the person who's been betrayed, they're like, fine, I'll build it. Well, they never feel safe. They never trust. Mm -hmm. And that's why. Now, when, if it's not with that person, you still need to rebuild self-trust because that's shattered as mm -hmm. well. Betrayal shatters all trust. So, um, you know, you need to rebuild trust in yourself, trust in your intuition, trust, you know, trust your gut. Uh, and eventually trust in others. Mm -hmm. This has been so helpful. One of my favorites. I like, I love it when I totally forget I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so, so helpful. So Dr. Debbie, tell my listeners, how is the best way for them to get a hold of you? And like I said, I will have it in the show notes, but how can they connect with you if they're needing help? And I know the books will be helpful, your podcast. Is there anything else? Yeah, just go to the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com. Everything in there, our community, everything we do is based on, remember I did the study on it. It's based on what the study proved we need, the right type of support, our certified coaches you meet with, our programs, all of it. And we exclude everything the research proved doesn't work. So if you're, it's not for people who've been betrayed, it's for people who are ready to heal. 
yeah. from the trail. But if you're ready to heal, there's nothing like it that exists. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to read your books. I wish I could have before I met you, but this is just getting me all excited about it. So, right. yeah. So I just, I want you to know that I really appreciate the value that you are adding to this world. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me. Thank you.